we've talked about self-care and you know whether it's a minute or an hour or a week how important that is and you know we just have a tendency to lose track of that as we start driving down the burnout road hi and welcome back to clarity cafe i'm barb and i'm here with my clarity sis callie and we have a wonderful topic today that was like many of our topics this season, has been a listener request. So thanks so much for your request. Keep them coming. This is a good one. Work burnout. Now, if you happen to be one of the people that never has experienced this particular topic, <laughs> you might want to listen anyway, just in case it ever happens to you. But I think all of us have been here somewhere at some point where we do a lot for other people and we're trying to do our best job possible and sometimes we tend to push ourselves maybe a little bit too far day after day and start forgetting about some of the things we need to do to take care of ourselves so that we can also be there for other people and for our jobs. In fact, I was seeing an article the other day that was just saying that for some people, work has kind of taken the place of other institutions where we used to like even religious institutions that we get so attached to our work and so identified with our work. And it's important to remember and set those boundaries and take care of ourselves in the midst of that so that we could be the best that we can, not just at work, but in our personal lives and with ourselves. So let's jump into this topic today. Kelly, what are your what are your thoughts on work burnout today and how are you feeling? <laughs> it's so perfect that this topic came up today for both of us. Busted is how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a, a country song in there somewhere. It's just so fun because this was like this listener request. We had it on our queue of things to talk about. And so for season five, there's 12 episodes. Each season has 12 episodes. And so we've just been dutifully going through them. And it turns out that today is work burnout. And so as it always is, my mind has gone in five different directions. That's the ADHD part. So let's... ADHD people never get burned out, by the way. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Neurodivergence is a thing. Okay, let me take a step back. First, I was thinking inventory, inventory. I was like, well, let's start talking about what are the main themes that we each individually have that burn us out. And so before I could do that inventory, my ADHD brain said, but wait, what is work? Because we're all at different stages in our lives and we're doing, all of us do different things, work for pay, work for volunteer, Housework, um, social work, <laughs> like there's <laughs> community work. Mm -hmm. So then I started inventory. What is work? Uh, and then six other thoughts came up. But I thought we might just acknowledge that first of all, we say work burnout can mean any kind of thing. You could be retired. You could be pre your career. There's lots of things that fall in the bucket of work, and so I want to acknowledge that. And then I want to say. What are the things that are unique to you that drive burnout? 
So I want us all to just like take a deep breath and recognize that we're going to go in a little bit and see if we can untangle a knot or two and get some clarity in there. So Barb, as I think about my, you know, I'm going to say, what are my top three things that lead to burnout? So I'm going to, I'm going to cue those up in my mind. And I'd love to ask you the same question. What are the themes? You don't have to say like people play, you know, but what are the themes that you find over your lifetime or recent times that, wow, when that theme comes up and I'm riding along with it for too long, burnout is the destination <laughs> of the horse I'm on. <laughs> exactly. This These roads seem to lead to destination burnout, 100%. Yeah, it's such a good inquiry to, to be in. And I think the first one that comes up for me is that I have a tendency to think, oh, I can just get that done. Even if someone else could do it, if I know something needs to be done or I hear something needs to be done, I'll automatically think, I'll just get that done. Mm. And then I'll get that done. And I'll get one more thing and one more thing and one more thing. And before I know it, I've now got 15 things that I had expectations of myself that were not the things that I thought I was going to get done in the next two hours. Mm. So some of this is is prioritization and and also some of it is just seeing that there's a lot of things I can do and having very high expectations and and optimism about how much energy it'll take me to get them done. Mm, That's so helpful. Yeah. And uh, I have a similar one. Oh, I'll just do that. And then I've got I'll just do that, do that, do that, do that. So unrealistic expectations is a piece I might call out as a theme. And a part of that really does come with that ADHD brain. It's that um, I've joked forever that I've not developed a working relationship with time. Like we know of each other. (laughs) (laughs) We heard till there are things like timelines. (laughs) And it's interesting because the way that it is for me is that it's not that I blow timelines. Actually, you know, Barb, like if we're going to deliver, we're going to deliver on that date and whatever. It's that I've time debted and time miscalculated what I've taken on for me. I am great for those people working for me or reporting to me being like, okay, you got a lot on your plate. Let's prioritize. Let's talk about how many hours that's going to take. What do you think? Do we need to pull some stuff off? But I find that that attitude that I have sometimes of I can just get that done. Oh, and I'll just knock that out (laughs) (laughs) means that I've miscalculated how much time those things are going to take for me. So there's definitely a gap in there, which is natural to ADHD. But also, I just want to call out that the effect of that is you take the expectations. I can just do these things. And the time miscalculation or, or disconnect. And then, oh, I want to make sure we deliver on time or we, you know, keep our commitments. That's super important to me. And I think that that then gets into a pretty pressury sitch. Yeah. <laughs> technical term. So much pressure. It's a pressury sitch. <laughs> yeah, pressure research and that pressure on that we put on ourselves I think ultimately is what leads to that feeling of burnout. 
because it's impossible to meet every single expectation that we set on ourselves. Mm. So part of this is, oh, hey, what did we accomplish today? And what's left over for tomorrow? One thing I find helpful is that if there are things that I didn't get done that I expected myself to do, those, those expectations, if I just write them down on a piece of paper or in the notes on my phone, then I'll say, I'm going to get to those tomorrow. If I leave them rattling around in my head, that's what I'm going to wake up thinking about. And I'll guarantee you that I haven't got as good a rest if I'm trying to keep track of that list. Mm. So for me, it's very, very sort of seems simplistic, but just to the act of recording it makes me feel like that's the first step to getting it done and then checking it off. Mm. So, you know, all the old sort of time management training we had in the corporate gigs about how to prioritize things, A, B, and C, and write them down on a list and cross them off. There's lots of value in that for me because then I realized I actually did get a lot done today. And if I didn't get these three things done, I'm going to get them done tomorrow because I just put them on my list. A very uh, simple kind of tool. The other thing I was thinking about is that I used to have a lot of suffering around time. And I, I identified it, as, and this is years and years ago, that I was always expecting myself to be in more than one place at a time. Like I really should be, I had that should conversation, which, you know, I was shitting all over myself, which is always a, <laughs> which is always a sign that you're heading toward burnout. If you're, if you're hearing that word a lot, that's a key word. Keep an eye out for that one, which was like, oh, I really should be at home taking care of whatever I'm supposed to be taking care of at home, my relationships, you know, the animals, what are the things that I had set for myself at home? But but I really have all these other things to do at work. And then I have these other things. So the different parts of my life of feeling sort of torn between them. And I remember just making a conscious decision to be like, you know what? I can only be in one place at a time. And if I'm going to be in that place, let me be present in that place. And so that just simple being present in that moment with a breath and all the other sort of tips that we have for being present, taking a minute, look outside, you know, walk away from your computer when you feel a little overwhelmed. All of those kind of burnout signs, that feeling of overwhelm or anxiety, by just being present, you can realize this is what I can get done in this moment, and this is what can I get I can get done in this next moment. And there shouldn't be should there's I should again. And there isn't any suffering possible in that because I'm being present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to allow ourselves to inventory what some of the themes are that bring us to burnout. And also, I think you brought up this concept of what I'm going to call like signs on the road. So if you hear I, I should, or you see a sign that says I should, or you're hearing that a lot, that's like a great, ooh, that sign tells me I'm headed towards a burnout road. Um, that's fun. And then, you know, for me too, a couple of things that have simplified that pressury stuff is one, I schedule on my calendar the time to get those things done. And so if I have a list of stuff similar to you, Barb, of writing it down, but for me, what I have to do is put it in the calendar and schedule the time mm-hmm, and I label mm-hmm. it that time, even if it's time by myself to do the work. If something comes up and I need to reprioritize and trade out, I don't delete that calendar time 
I actually move it. Move it. So I see, gosh, I'm sure juggling a lot right now. And so that piece. And then the other piece is I've really been simplifying by, okay, there's a lot on my plate. And what is the one thing that if I got done today, like what is the most important thing today? And if I get that done, there may be a second thing, but what's the most important thing? Now, I know that's difficult with, you know, priorities and, uh, you know, so much comes at us, but I mean, one big thing a day, I try to make sure that I make the time first to accomplish that with the energy that I have so that everything else is add on. And that's really brought a lot of stress down as we're, we're doing a lot, Barb. We're doing a lot, aren't we? And so the other part about burnout that I think I want to bring up is if you'd asked me 10 years ago what burnout is, I would have said, well, you know, I run a team of 60 people. I've got this, that, and the other going on. And by by the way, those 60 people are trying to work across an organization of thousands of people and half the people aren't doing their job that they're trying to get uh, yeah, I've run project and product management. So they're, you know, they're trying to get other people to do stuff and they're not necessarily delivering. So it's how to resolve all of that. So there's a lot of different types of stress. And I would have said, you know, gosh, I'm really not enjoying having to work with these departments or aren't doing their work or whatever. And so my focus would have been different. Now, I love everything I'm doing. And guess what? I want to share a secret with our Clarity fam. Uh, Barb and I sat down to record today and we just needed to chit chat a little bit, get our vibe going because we're tired because we're doing a lot of great stuff, but I love everything that we're doing. So burnout doesn't necessarily have to come because you're working in projects or in companies or organizations or doing things that are fun like that. That's that's a quicker way to burn out. But you could also get burnt out doing all the fun stuff like a kid at a party. <laughs> they're getting young and they go to a party and they're loving it and they're wiped out because they had so much fun. So I wanted to share that perspective of burnout. It doesn't imply that you're not enjoying what you're doing. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Absolutely. In fact, I think there's a tendency for both of us at the stages of our lives where we've, you know, been through various things as you were talking about in corporate environments. I wish that this was different or wish that this were different. We've manifested that we're doing all these amazing things. I personally, everything I'm doing, I love, which makes a whole new set of challenges because everything's a really high priority because I love doing it. And, yeah. and, I, and I love the fact that today both of us were feeling a little burned out, a little tired, and we gave ourselves the space to sit and have a little personal clarity cafe time and then say, hey, is it time to record a podcast? Awesome. Let's do that because it's something that we love. And it's an honest, authentic conversation to have because everybody gets to this point at some point in time. We we're we're just, you know, demanding of ourselves. We live in a very sort of demanding culture, I think. And as a high performance person that really cares about other people, you want to do things for other people. All of those things that we that we love to do. If we have a, you know, a friend or a loved one that has, you know, a health issue and that we didn't anticipate. So now that adds to our plate. We're obviously going to take care of that. And we kind of imagine we can juggle all those things. Mm. And then suddenly realize, oh, 
I need a little time to myself. I need a little break. I need to take a I need to take a walk. I need to take an afternoon off. I need to take a weekend off. What whatever those things are, there's so many ways we can, you know, we've talked about self-care and you know, whether it's a minute or an hour or a week, how important that is. And, you know, we just this tendency to lose track of that as we start driving down the burnout road. So keeping an eye out for that feeling of like catching ourselves before we're at the point of, okay, I really can't do anything now. That's a lot, lot harder to recover from that. I do want to point out one thing that happened this week that, that I found particularly amusing that we were talking about putting things on the calendar. And I actually found myself doing that as well, putting important items on my calendar so that I, I acknowledge that I'm going to make time for that. And so for those of us who spend have a lot of projects and we kind of live by our calendars in many ways, if our calendar ever goes awry, it can lead to some amusing things that happen. <laughs> and that might have happened to us this week. It happened to us. Yes. Because we realized yesterday that while we had a lot of meetings scheduled for this week with each other for various projects, that our calendar showed those meetings at entirely, totally different times, not just an hour off, not just like, oh, that's on Hawaiian time. Isn't that funny? But completely randomly <laughs> distributed all over the place. So anyway, that was a really fun Kind of fun part of the week. Oh, it was so fun. I was thinking about how to unwind from burnout. And there's so many, I mean, my gosh, you could just search that and find so much information. But I, I wanted to talk personally about for me, I absolutely love to go travel around in the motor home and go see new things and spend time in nature and spend time with my dogs. And that's how I am able to unplug and relax and obviously doing guided visualizations a ton. But rather than that, I wanted to focus on spending time with others when we're burnt out in like work specifically as traditionally defined as work. And I think it's important because I want to just touch on social experiences as healing experiences. So when we are in a traditional work setting, we may have to socialize, if you will, or be around a lot of people. And it can take a lot of effort because those roles and responsibilities are these constructs and this way of being, this masking that we go through to survive and, and make a living and all of those trade-offs. But what I find in our day, in our lives now, is that sometimes it can make it difficult for us to go and want to have the energy to connect with the people that we really vibe with, our friends, our family, you know, those easier spaces. And I can be like, well, I really was going to go do that, but I'm just too tired. I can't. And I want to encourage us to set our friendships specifically in a vibe where we can show up however we are. We don't have to be in a valence. We don't have to be acting or pretending that everything's okay or that we're not tired. And I think that the reason and the gem of this whole podcast for me is the reason that we're here and that Barb and I weren't just like, I'm tired, let's do it another day, is that coming to spend time with our Clarity fam and with each other 
is a way that gives back. It, it brings us more energy. It's this beautiful virtuous cycle of being able to spend time together and raise each other's vibe by just being where we were at. And in the beginning, it was very t- we were very tired. And because we have that relationship and with our Clarity fam, we're just who we are. We're not putting on a valence. We're not being anything other than who we are. It's a pretty effortless space to be in. And because of that, showing up and being present becomes a healing for us and a revitalization rather than a drain. So I just want to encourage those of you who are finding that you're stealing from your social time off of work because you're so exhausted with how you have to be in that environment socially at work, I encourage you to kind of shift it so that it's effortless to spend that recharge time with people not at work. Wow. Really glad that you put that that way, Kelly. It gave me a great visualization of pulling up to a charging station, you know, and and being able to just kind (laughs) of effortlessly plug in and how that was what that felt like. Like, oh, I was kind of running a little bit low. I just kind of slid in here, plugged into this charger over here. Didn't, Didn't have any expectations or demands. But, you know, within 10, 15 minutes, I was like, hey, yeah, let's do a podcast. And so that's what like really happened is and it, it really is. We're like our phones or, you know, our car batteries or, or whatever else. We have lots of energy that we give ourselves through, you know, sleep and food and exercise and and happy and social, you know, and mm. don't forget about those things because they're such an important part. We look at the blue zones around the world where people live, you know, happy, long lives. That social part is always such a critical piece of that, just those moments of sitting together, watching the sun go down and enjoying a snack or just having a laugh, sharing a giggle can be so rejuvenating and, as you say, effortless and let mm. and spend time with those people in those situations that give you that vibe and give you that energy. And that's a good way to evaluate relationships, too. Do you feel drained or do you feel rejuvenated? Select mm-hmm. for the ones that make you feel good. I don't think we could have ended that podcast any better. That's it, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let's all select for each other and uh, and help each other feel good. So uh, wonderful. Really enjoyed exploring this topic. And I feel a little more energy now than I did when we started. So thank you for that, Callie. <laughs> thank you, Barb. <laughs> thank you, Clarity Fam. <laughs> we appreciate you and love this topic. Thank you so much for all the listener suggestions. We're going to continue to work our way through those in the next few podcasts. And, uh, you know, give us some more. We really appreciate all your comments. We appreciate all your feedback, your follows, your shares. We're, we're working on getting our merch store to have even more good options. So check that out as well. And thanks so much for everything. We'll look forward to, to uh, hearing from you, however you want to communicate with us. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Take what works for you. Leave the rest and be well. Be well. <laughs>